0: if you are age 3 and down you're welcome to uh to go with Mrs. Clink and uh obviously everyone is welcome to stay I'd like to uh, welcome all of the visitors who have come to uh, celebrate this, this wonderful day for us as a church as we celebrate the gospel of Jesus Christ uh today is in some ways the day for these five young people who are going to make a public testimony of their faith in Jesus Christ. And we can celebrate the decision that they have made. At the same time, and perhaps even more true, this is a day that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is His day. This is a day that that we celebrate the mercy and the love and the active grace of our Lord Jesus Christ who came to save sinners, who has drawn these young people into saving faith. And we believe that their salvation, their hope for the future is entirely an act of God's goodness, God's love, and God's sovereign care. Today is a wonderful day for the church. This is if every day could be Baptism Sunday. Because today... We get to celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and all of the implications for us as believers in Jesus Christ. As I said, five of our young people have made this decision. They have come to see who Jesus is. And they have put their faith in Him and they have declared in my presence, in the presence of their parents, in the presence today of this congregation and before God, that they trust not in their own goodness... They trust not in their own ability to be good enough for for God and His perfection, but they trust entirely in one righteous act of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus has done all the work, and they have put their faith in Christ, and they have said because of what you have done, not what I have done, but because of what you have done, we know that we will be saved, we will be raised, we will forever throughout the month of August we've been teaching about baptism knowing that today was coming and I've also met with the families of those who are going to be baptized and we've discussed baptism and I can say as as their pastor that I am confident that these young people have professed faith in Jesus Christ that they understand baptism they know what they are doing I just want to review for us as we prepare uh, to hear their testimonies and to behold their immersion in water. What is baptism? Uh, What what is it that, that we are saying to one another when we are baptized? We have learned throughout the month of August that baptism has ancient roots in the Old Testament and that baptism has deep spiritual implications. I want to talk to you this morning about three things. One, baptism marks our union with Noah. Number two, baptism marks our union with Israel. And climactically, and most importantly, baptism marks our union with the Lord Jesus Christ. So number one, baptism marks our union with Noah. If you remember, if you go back to Genesis 6 through 9, in Noah's day, God decided to judge the world for their sin by a great flood. God looked down on the world and said, everybody is completely wicked. Everyone is totally evil. And I'm going to judge them for their sin and I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to cleanse the earth of this sin and wickedness. We also know that God found favor on Noah and Noah's wife, Noah's three sons, and their three wives, eight people in total. Not because they were not wicked, but God, in his love, bestowed his grace upon them. And Noah and his family came through the judgment, there was a great flood, into a new world. And you'll remember that the ark settled on the top of a mountain, and Noah's family came out of the ark, and the animals came out of the ark, into a fresh start, a new beginning on the other side of God's judgment. Likewise, we believe that the Bible teaches very plainly, very clearly, that there is a final judgment to come. God will judge the world because of wickedness and sin. Just like He judged the world in Noah's day. Those who put their faith in Jesus Christ will come through the final judgment into a new heavens and a new earth by hiding in Jesus Christ. Just as Noah and his family hid themselves in the ark and came through the judgment, so those who put themselves in Christ by grace through faith will come through the final judgment. Baptism, therefore, is a declaration That I am putting myself into Jesus Christ by grace through faith so that I will come through the final judgment into a glorified cosmos, a new world. So baptism marks our union with Noah. Secondly, baptism marks our union with Israel. In Moses' day... God looked down on Egypt and heard the cries of his people groaning in slavery. And Egypt had enslaved them for more than 400 years. And God decided to free Israel from this slavery. God sent them a deliverer named Moses who led Israel out of slavery after they had applied the blood of the Passover lamb to the doorposts and lintels of their houses by faith. So God had said he was going to come into Egypt. He was going to kill the firstborn of every home. But he would pass over any home that applied the blood of a lamb to the doorposts of their house. So that's exactly what happened. And Pharaoh let the people go and the slaves were released. God delivered them from their slavery by the blood of a lamb. God then marked this deliverance by having Israel pass through the waters of of the Red Sea. Likewise, we believe that the Bible very plainly, very clearly teaches that we are all born as slaves into this world. Not slaves in Egypt, but slaves to sin. Slaves to the devil. We can't help but sin. Uh, We will die. We will be judged. We will be condemned because we are enslaved to sin. Unless God does something. And just as God liberated these Israelite slaves by the blood of a lamb, so God frees us from our slavery to sin and the devil when we apply the blood of the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, spilling his blood to set us free from slavery to sin. And we apply the blood of Jesus not to our homes. But to our very lives by faith. Baptism, therefore, is a declaration that I've been set free from my slavery to sin. I've been set free from my slavery to the devil, and I mark this deliverance by passing through the waters of baptism, just as Israel passed through the waters of the Red Sea. Now, of course, all of this is driving to that climactic union. We're united. With Noah, come through the final judgment. We're united with Israel being liberated from our slavery. And all of this is accomplished because we are united with Jesus Christ. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son in the likeness of human flesh to both save us from the judgment to come and to free us From our slavery to sin. So you see the two parts. And how did God do this? How did he accomplish this? He accomplished all of this by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. By his death. Jesus saves us from the coming judgment. By receiving the full wrath of God. And the punishment for sins that we deserve. So you see, our sin must be punished. Our sin must be judged. And so what the cross is, it's the final judgment pulled back into time. And there God judges sin ultimately and finally... So the cross is the final judgment and so all of us have a choice. Either we can give our sin to Jesus and the final judgment can fall on Him for our sins or we can decide that we want to go before the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit at the end of the age at the final judgment and bear the punishment for our own sin then. That our sins must be judged. But Jesus becomes our ark through the final judgment when we give Him our sin. And He dies in our place. And when He dies in our place, not only does He uh, save us from the final judgment, but He frees us from our slavery to sin. How does He do this? He carries our sin in His body. He dies And he deposits our sin in the grave. On the third day, Jesus came back to life, but our sin stayed in the grave, and we are free. We'll still sin, but it no longer has power over us. We've been given a new heart and a new nature, and we need not sin. So Jesus accomplishes this by his death, by his resurrection. Jesus inaugurates the new age. It is the first fruits of a new heavens and a new earth. You'll remember that Noah and his family and the animals came out of the ark into a new world. Jesus is the first fruits of this new world. And we with Christ will be raised from the dead to live forever in a new world. A new heavens and a new earth. And Jesus has become the head of a new humanity that is untainted with sin. In that new world when we are raised from the dead our freedom from sin will be consummated and finally, ultimately accomplished. And we'll never desire sin ever again. Who will liberate me from this body of death? And the lingering desire to sin, praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ who will raise us from the dead in glory. So you see both what God has promised through Noah and the flood and what God has promised through Israel and the Red Sea coming to a climactic fruition in the Lord Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Baptism, therefore, is a declaration that I am united with Christ. His death has become my death. His resurrection has become my resurrection. And so, going under the water is a symbol of dying with Christ and coming out of the water is a symbol of being raised up with Christ. I just want to stay one last time. I want us to pause and invite the Holy Spirit to help us to, to grasp the, the bigness of this gospel and the, the glory of this news. There is a final judgment coming. But if you're in Christ, There's no judgment. It's already fallen onto Jesus. You're on the other side. No condemnation. And when God looks at you, he says, you're my child. I see no sin. I see no fault in you. Who wouldn't want that? Death is coming for all of us. You can't avoid this. But God has defeated death for those who are in Christ. Which means that quite literally, if you've put your faith in Christ, you are on the other side of death. Like honestly and truly, you you died 2,000 years ago. So when your body stops working, if you're in Christ, you don't stop living You don't die. You transition to a new and better way of living. You are alive with Christ in heaven, waiting for your resurrection from the dead. And then you transition to, yet again, a more full way of living. But for those of us who are in Christ, we've already died. Not symbolically, not kind of, but actually and fully and truly. You're already in eternal life. And there's just a couple of transitions. Before you're raised in glory to be with Him. Praise be to God and Jesus Christ. And so, I read Romans 6, verses 3 to 11. And I want all of us, but especially those of you who are about to be baptized. And we read this already this morning together. Close your eyes and hear the Lord speaking to you. This is what your baptism is all about. In this text, we see both themes, freed from sin and life forever without judgment. The promise of the gospel. My last words are to the five of you who are going to be baptized. And after I say this, we're just going to go one testimony at a time, unannounced. They're going to introduce themselves. But to each of you who are about to be baptized, may God richly bless you. Today and every day. Because you have united yourself to his son. His beloved son. And you are children of God. Always and forever. Born again. And adopted. And you will receive the inheritance that rightly belongs only to Jesus Christ. That is everything that God has to give. He has given to Christ and Christ is sharing it with you. But do not be afraid of death. You've already died. Death is in your past. Look forward to a couple of transitions into new and fuller ways of living with God. Be not afraid of anything. No longer allow yourselves to be enslaved to sin. Do not fear the devil, for he is not your master. You are slaves of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He will protect you every day of your life. When you stumble, when you fall, when you sin, throw yourself into the loving arms of God. Remember His grace and His mercy and do not for a moment believe the lie that you are beyond the reach of His love. He loves you. He died. To save you. And your, your salvation. Is secure. Forever in his hands. Let me pray for you. Oh God I pray. For those who are about to be baptized. For Chloe and Taylor. Hannah. Allie. And Levi. I thank you that you've revealed yourself to them. You've drawn them. By your saving grace and now I pray glorify yourself by their testimony verbal and water and may we worship you in the name of Jesus Christ amen